Hello, everyone. My name is Tyson Ernst, and I'm sitting here today with Zach Bastian from Verizon. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you particularly do for Verizon, and how you came to be with Verizon. Certainly. Well, thanks so much, Tyson, for the opportunity to talk with the membership of ACB today. I have been lead on accessibility partnerships at Verizon for four years now. It's been a great four years with the company. Truly a pleasure to work with this community. I'm especially excited to talk to ACB because the staff and leadership of ACB was some of my first entry into the disability community, meeting with people like Eric Bridges, Anthony Stevens, Clark Rockfall. That was my introduction to ACB, and I find it to be such a great organization with a membership that's brilliant and very well connected and interested in technology and great advocates. So it's just such a pleasure to always get the opportunity to talk with ACB at any time. There's a couple different platforms that Verizon has, Verizon Wireless and Verizon Media. What's the differences? Compare and contrast. The main difference is that Verizon encompasses our wireless and wired Fios business, whereas Verizon Media is where things like Yahoo Finance, TechCrunch, Yahoo Sports, HuffPost, things like that live. So Verizon Media is kind of more of our internet-oriented businesses, while Verizon does the network side of the house. How are the accessibility features of that, such as you have on-demand services? In fact, just to take your lead there, Verizon Media has a truly superb accessibility mandate within their organization. And what you'll find is that if you were to join Verizon Media as an employee, you'd receive a presentation on accessibility your first day with the company. So it really is a team that has a lot of credibility and power within the organization. Now, I was mentioning several different apps. Verizon Media, for example, produces a lot of video. All that video is captioned for any app that is within the Verizon Media family. When it enters the app store, you can be confident that it's going to be screen reader compatible. So there are enormous services within Verizon Media. But in fact, right now, we're really looking to get the members of ACB to help us make our apps more accessible. So if you go to the following URL, that's bit.ly slash vzaccess, that's v-z-a-c-c-e-s-s, all lowercase, you can help us do accessibility review of our apps because we're really looking for the best user feedback possible. We're very happy with our internal teams and how the testing works, but we find strategy based on engaging with our users is always going to push us to be better. Fantastic. And you kind of took over where I was going to lead the next question to, which was the initiative that Verizon has. It just speaks to the way that this team organizes that whenever we're working with any different business unit, our first question is, what have you done to understand and engage the users? Because we know that People who are blind, people who are deaf, people living with a variety of disabilities, nobody understands their needs better than themselves. So that's where we always start with our user engagement. And anyone who wants to participate in this would be helping us enormously to make sure that we have the best products possible. And that's open to literally anybody who's listening. Correct. So you follow that link. You can sign up to participate in our research studies. Uh, Just tell us a little bit about yourself and your accessibility needs. And then we can contact you to participate in a study if you end up being a good fit and your participation is for compensation. That's fantastic. Tell me about the work that Verizon has done on behalf of accessibility for the visually impaired. Well, this is really one of my favorite projects, Tyson. So thank you for teeing that up. It's, it's great to talk about it. When I joined Verizon, one of the first things that my boss told me was, we're working towards 5G. We're out there developing these next generation networks that are going to really shape how the future of mobile technology works. I need you to go out there and find out what the accessibility use cases are. Because at the time we have a great team internally, but no one was really focusing on that issue. 
So over the years, over, you know, all the different relationships that I've developed in the space, again, through people like Tony Stevens at ACB, through Eric Bridges, through Clark Rockfall, through Claire Stanley, all the great staff at the ACB National Office. I came to work on the Consumer Technology Association standard, which was a standards group combined to address audio-based indoor navigation for people who are blind. So what we did was with a broad coalition, so people that are direct O&M specialists that are training people who are blind how to travel safely, people at technology companies like myself, to companies that are well-known to ACB like Ira, Paul Schrader has been a part of this effort. We came up with voluntary guidelines drafted through the Consumer Technology Association to help anyone who wants to develop one of these navigation apps understand what the baseline needs to be to make sure that it's truly going to serve people who are blind. So beyond that, we've begun working directly with a company called Waymap, and we are planning to deploy one of their trial systems at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. The idea is Waymap has a specific navigation technology. Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles has a real interest in serving their students who are students and staff and faculty who are disabled. And they will be building a routing system to allow people to not only navigate within different buildings on campus, but between those buildings with the idea that eventually we could also connect it with public transportation. So this is really exciting because we're working with a broad coalition of folks. We've got partners from the private sector. We've got partners from nonprofits. Right now, we're talking with travel training coordinators and L&M specialists in Los Angeles about putting together a program to make sure that we have money there to help O&M specialists understand how to use these systems too, because we really think that this is a ground-up community effort, that if we're not thinking through standards so any company that wants to enter this space can understand how to truly serve people who are blind uh, or the technology itself through a partner like Waymap, but then also the institutional partners, because part of what Tyson makes me so excited about this type of technology is that For Waymap, there is no cost to the end user. The clients for Waymap is working with the institutions that want to install these systems. So let's say a transit authority or a university or a sports stadium. That's who Waymap is selling to. They're not selling to the customer and they're not selling to the blind user. So the blind user is getting these services for free. We're just working with the institutions to make sure they're in place. And what also makes this particularly exciting is because I think we can see the closest comparison to something like this with closed captions on broadcasts or curb cuts on streets in that it's the type of thing that's designed specifically to serve a person with a disability. But someone who's sighted who's coming to that campus for the first time, that type of navigation technology is going to be just as useful for them. So it's the type of thing that could propagate far and wide because the audience itself is not limited to people with disabilities, but the core way that the service is being designed is to serve people with disabilities. That sounds amazing. As you're talking about it, I'm going through all the different possibilities, all the way from you were talking about stadiums. One of the hardest things to do is sometimes just to find your seat. Right. And if we had some type of a navigation system that would help guide us there, that would take out the necessity for for sighted guides and the ushers and that and, and staff event people. Well, and Tyson, you can also think of a very related thing right there, national parks or museums. You could build navigation routes into those spaces and layer in information about the information about the rock that you're standing next to, or the painting that you're viewing. All this can be added and you can layer in a lot of data just by planning sensible routes and being very methodical about making sure that it's available to people with disabilities. See, that just sounds amazing. And I'm telling you, you you have a volunteer right here. (laughs) When and if you need one. 
anything coming up outside of that through the wireless system or anything like that? Let's just talk through a few things. Again, I appreciate this opportunity very much. We have a lot of different things in place due to the ongoing coronavirus situation. We understand this has been a very disruptive situation for people. So for our customers, we've put as many things in place as possible to make sure that you can shop and do business with us safely. Uh, We have a great app that's allowed us to do business with our customers remotely. But more and more, you can do everything from get a phone, get a new SIM card, get whatever you need without actually ever having to enter a store. For those of us who do need to go into the store, we have some openings. But we're also being extremely careful about how many people we let in the store at a time, making sure that all our employees have the proper protective gear and that our customers enter the space with the protective gear to protect our employees as well. So we have a wide range of options on that. If you go to verizon.com slash support slash COVID-19 dash FAQs, you can find all that information there. We also are very focused on continuing to provide excellent customer service for customers with disabilities. I'm always gratified when I get to go to an ACB convention and hear from users about how much they like Verizon service. And I've heard it many times. I'm disappointed that we're not going to be able to do that in person this year, but I will be there for the virtual convention nonetheless. So for our wireless customers, we have a wireless national accessibility customer service center. So that can be reached at 888-262-1999 at 8.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. And then we have our Verizon Center for Customers with Disabilities, which is for our Fios and traditional phone customers. And you can reach them at 800-974-6006. They're open 8.30 to 5, Monday through Friday. You can also reach them by email at vccd at verizon.com. But if you go to verizon.com slash accessibility, you can find out a range of options that we have for our blind customers. We have accessible apps and features. Our Fios TV does feature text-to-speech in our menus. We've got descriptive video service for our Fios customers. We have channel lineups that are screen reader accessible. We have alternate billing formats if you need them. We've got different unlimited and prepaid plans depending on your needs. So you can go to that portal and find out everything there. But I take pride in being really accessible to the membership of ACB. So if you're curious and you want to learn more, I'm happy to chat.